This is Radio Taiwan International. Welcome to the news on Radio Taiwan International. I am John Van Trieste, coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. We begin with a look at today's top stories. Taiwan goes six days without a new case of COVID-19. The Vatican says it will send 100,000 surgical masks provided by Taiwan to countries in Africa. And labor groups are calling on the government to expand the number of workers who can receive payments under a COVID-19 relief program. But first, today's top story. It has now been six days since Taiwan last recorded a new case of COVID-19. Taiwan has also gone 19 days without a new case of domestic origin. The country has so far confirmed 429 cases of COVID-19. Six of the cases have been fatal, but 324 COVID-19 patients have recovered and have been released from quarantine. Health Minister Chen Shizhong says that daily press briefings on COVID-19 will be shortened since the number of new cases in Taiwan seems to be dwindling. The Vatican says it will send 100,000 surgical masks provided by Taiwan to countries in Africa. That's half of a recent donation of masks Taiwan made to the Vatican. The head of the Vatican Pharmacy, Brother Thomas Binish Malakal, had earlier asked the Taiwanese embassy to let the Vatican redistribute the face masks. Ambassador Matthew Lee replied that the Vatican is free to use the donated masks as it sees fit. Cardinal Peter Turkson, the head of the Vatican's COVID-19 task force, had also spoken with Lee about joint assistance for African countries, many of which are under-equipped to combat COVID-19. In total, Taiwan has so far donated 480,000 face masks to the Vatican. Labor groups are calling on the government to expand the number of workers who can receive payments under a COVID-19 relief program. That's as the number of Taiwanese workers on unpaid leave approaches 19,000, the highest figure since 2009. The current plan is to provide relief payments to 500,000 workers. However, during a Labor Day press conference on Friday, activists said that applications for the payments were coming in quickly, with 50,000 on the first day of the application period alone. They said this could mean that the entire quota for applications will be reached in just 10 days. The labor groups also called on President Tsai Ing-wen to finish several incomplete pieces of labor-related legislation as she begins her second term in office. Listen! Are you listening? <laughs> this is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. The Bureau of Foreign Trade announced Friday that it is putting export controls in place on 75% rubbing alcohol and disinfectant. Trade Bureau officials say that after inventory checks and an evaluation of Taiwan's current supplies, the government has found that export limits are needed as the COVID-19 pandemic continues. Starting Friday, no one will be able to export 75% rubbing alcohol or disinfectant without a permit from the health ministry. 
the officials did not say how soon the restriction might be lifted. Taiwan has shared its success preventing COVID-19 in a video conference Thursday. The conference was organized by Washington-based think tank the Global Taiwan Institute. Taiwanese diplomat Vincent Chow and Stanford professor Leahy Chen sat on the conference panel. Deputy Foreign Minister Xu Zichen gave a pre-recorded speech at the start of the conference. Xu said that Taiwan and the U.S. are valuable partners in the fight against COVID-19. He said that Taiwan is also working with other countries to develop more effective testing methods and a viable vaccine. Xu said that while Taiwan is helping to fight COVID-19, China is working on its own campaign to undermine worldwide democracy. However, he said that the Taiwan model of fighting COVID-19 proves that transparency and accountability during a pandemic are the only ways to maintain trust between a government and its people. He said that the Taiwan model is worth sharing with the world, and so it is important for Taiwan to join the WHO. The Sound of the Puyuma Tribe on Radio Taiwan International. President Tsai Ing-wen marked Labor Day on Friday with a Facebook post thanking workers for contributing to the fight against COVID-19. Tsai said that workers play an important role in disease prevention and the production of essential goods and supplies. She said that production line workers, taxi drivers, postal workers, convenience store clerks, and medical professionals have been unsung heroes during the COVID-19 pandemic. The president also said that many workers have been negatively affected by the pandemic, but she said that help is on the way in the form of new relief measures and government programs. In just two weeks, high school entrance exams are set to go ahead across Taiwan as scheduled. But concerns about COVID-19 mean that this year's exams will be a little different, and schools where the exams will be held are working to make sure they get everything right. How do you hold an exam during a global pandemic? Very carefully. Taiwan's high school entrance exam is fast approaching, and some schools are holding drills to practice implementing safety measures so that COVID-19 doesn't interfere. To start with, students have their temperatures taken at the entrance to the exam hall. For the first time, no parents will be allowed to accompany them. Since this exam is only offered once a year, even students who do have a fever will be allowed to soldier on through. The only requirement is that they take the exam in a separate room reserved for sick students in which desks are spaced far apart. Once the temperature taking is done and the students are seated, they must take off their masks for one second as the teachers walk around matching faces to names on their list of test takers. Throughout the exam period, windows and doors will be kept open and air conditioners turned on. Lastly, dividers will be placed between desks. Schools hope that all of these steps would let the test go on without putting anyone at risk. Shirley Lin, RTI News. A number of Taiwan's Olympic hopefuls have been under quarantine in recent weeks after returning from overseas. But with the Olympics rescheduled for next year, there is no time to lose where training is concerned. 
Two universities have unveiled a high-tech plan to help quarantined athletes stay in shape. COVID-19 may have led to the postponement of the Olympics, but Taiwan is making sure that it doesn't harm its chances once the Games finally begin. Since the middle of March, 120 Taiwanese Olympic hopefuls have been placed in quarantine after returning from competitions abroad. During their two weeks of isolation, only 60 of them were able to keep up with their training. This could be bad news for Taiwan. These are athletes that can't go more than two days without training if they want to stay in peak condition. And since COVID-19 and quarantine rules don't look like they're going anywhere soon, a training in quarantine program is needed for the future. That's where National Taiwan Sport University and National Yangming University have stepped in. On Thursday, they unveiled a high-tech program that uses private clouds and special training equipment to let athletes in quarantine keep up their preparations. Through several gadgets, the program monitors athletes' health, provides data about their performance, and allows them to talk with their coaches via video link. It's one more example of how, when it comes to COVID-19, Taiwan isn't taking any chances. John Van Trieste, RTI News. Thanks for joining me for the news. I am John Van Trieste. Stay tuned for another 50 minutes of English language features, brought to you by Radio Taiwan International.